in three, two, one. How about the first episode of the Maroon and Gold podcast with Amy Follin? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. Almost a year into this. Yes, you are. Um, did you talk with Coach McElwain and get some pointers? Because I know he had his podcast first, and you're kind of, I don't, I don't want to say second fiddle, but you're, you're following in his footsteps here. So I, a lot of pressure. I am. I tried to connect with him today, but he kept dodging me. I think he knows. <laughs> He's got leg up on me, so I'm, I'm coachable, though. He is. Well, how is everything going? I mean, it's it's been a wild ride, I'm sure, for you to get settled into Mount Pleasant and now to get to this point coming up on a second year here in October. So how are you doing? You know, I think it's awesome. I've been excited, especially with uh, starting the fall season in the traditional way and having all the fans back and the passion and seeing everybody excited and cheering in the stadium from soccer playing Michigan State here, seeing field hockey playing Michigan and you know, just everybody even back in the football stadium at Kelly Shorts and showing that CMU Chippewa Pride have had great tailgating and just a lot of passion. And, you know, just have the students back on campus. It's kind of what we do, and it's awesome to, you know, go across campus and see everybody with their books and just going to school and in the daily grind. Um, I love being here, so it's it's great. Do you feel like you're taking in the pageantry and Central Michigan University for the first time just because some of the stuff that you're seeing now obviously wasn't able to happen last year? Yeah, I definitely, I was impressed by the band last year, and, you know, they, I think President Davies and I were about the fan base, but, um, so it was good to get a little bit acclimated, but it's just awesome to see it all come together, and again, without the people, it doesn't mean much, and it's been great to see all the fans and the pride and the passion come back with a vengeance, and I think that will continue to build, so it's been pretty inspiring and pretty awesome. Well, before we talk about this year, let's let's go back to your first year and, and kind of the footprints you laid when you first arrived in Mount Pleasant, I guess, what was your philosophy coming in here? I mean, my philosophy was kind of the CMU philosophy. One of the things I loved when I started learning about this place was the rigor, relevance, and excellence values that they're doing the strategic envisioning process for the university in. Rigor to me was hard work. So every day we, as coaches and leaders in this department, are looking at how to, what do we work on that uh, we work at our hardest, but also what's relevant, work on the things that matter that we can control and will get us the results of excellence. So that kind of embodies CMU to me, and that's what I love. So it wasn't really my values or my vision. It's just really coming in and knowing what CMU is about and advancing and promoting those throughout our department. What's it been like being an athletic director for the first time? You've been around college athletics for so long and, and been sort of around this position, but now to hold that title and kind of have the say, what's, what have you learned? You know, I think I'm a little bit of a slow learner. I wanted to be an AD <laughs> since I was a junior in college, so I don't think anybody could have been more prepared without being in the chair. Might be I dated my high school sweetheart for 14 years before I got married, too, so if it doesn't work out, I did everything I possibly <laughs> could to prepare for it. But I think what's awesome is just, you know, there's so many great people here, and we what made me so excited about this opportunity is we had great coaches, we have a great staff, a great fan base, great tradition, and Really, like I said, I don't have to do too much. What's great about this job and what's easy is there's a lot of great things. You just have to take what's great, and then we work as a staff and as coaches to figure out how do we elevate that, how are we leaders in the MAC. And that's been a trend and a tendency started way before me. I try to call on Dave Kylitz and Coach Deromedy and, you know, Margot Yonker, Marcy Weston, Christy Fries, Sugavar. Like, there's a lot of legends around here, and I try to get as many tips as I can when I have the time. And... Honestly, Coach Kramer and I talked for about an hour and a half last week. I pick his brain, too. So I know the people that have been successful here and have built this place, and I try to keep them close and use their counsel and advisement to continue on the great success and legacy that they've left. 
How have you enjoyed, I mean, obviously great to have some of those resources, but just getting to know them personally, that's had to have been, I mean, there's some great stories that they certainly have. So that's had to have been exciting for you. Well, I mean, it's a gift, right? I mean, they are just icons and legends and to have that many in one place that you can continue to learn from. I've been fortunate in all the places that I've worked. That's been one thing that's been there. And people that know what it takes to be successful and have a passion and love a place, there's no better resource that you can have. But, you know, it's just been awesome, too, meeting people in the community. And I love the downtown area. My family's settled in Lake Isabella. I love going down to the farmer's markets on Saturday. And when I have Saturdays, you know, we don't have Saturdays anymore. Um, But I love that, too. I love, like you said, the seasons and kind of seeing what Michigan had to offer. But last year, it seems like a blur when you move halfway across the country. I love the fall. My family didn't get here till December. Very strategic, moving people from the south to the north, December 1st. But, you know, the kids love the snow, and everybody in this community is so welcoming and gracious that it's been an easy transition for us, even with a lot of obstacles that normally we don't face being in a pandemic. But, um, you know, we love being a part of this community, and now getting to be on a lake in Michigan, does it get any better than that? No, it doesn't. You you seem like you've got inclined with the culture here perfectly well, from the, the heat down in Texas to... Yes, the winter, it's miserable, and you kind of just have to push through. But if you get to the summer and those fall months, that's where it's worth it up here. Well, you know, I'm a Maine girl from Maine, so everybody says, you know how, do you do, how do you do this transition? I'm like, this is home to me. This is my roots. And then I went to undergrad at University of Connecticut and played soccer. So I'm used to being in the cold and mm-hmm. kind of grinding it out. And uh, I feel like I'm, I'm young again being in that environment. So I love it. I feel like it's a fit. And uh I feel like it's just kind of organic and innate, and so we're really happy to be a part of this community. How about your family? I mean, that's a big move for them as well. You've got a couple of kids, obviously a husband, to, to have them come up here and get you know into the Mount Pleasant community. How are they liking the move and everything up here at CMU? You know, we've been very happy. Our kids love their schools, um, very happy to be in the Mount Pleasant schools, and my daughter was at uh, Vowels and now Fancher, and she's really happy because it's like a castle. And we had some <laughs> fabulous teachers, Mrs. Carr last year. Just really the care and work ethic and uh, the education they're getting, we couldn't be happier. And, um, you know, we just feel very fortunate that we have this opportunity and to meet all the great people that we've got to meet again through, whether it be in the school, whether it be the people in local businesses, or just community leaders that really just kind of reach out and make this our new home uh, it's been just quite an incredible experience. Some of those people you have met, the most important people, the student athletes here in your department. How's it been getting to know the student athletes personally? Maybe a little challenging last year during the pandemic, but over these two years now that you've been here. You know, I think that is one of the uh, most rewarding things, and I sometimes try to serve them. You know, spending a lot of time with them is not what you get. They have such busy schedules. They've got their academic grinds. They've got their you know, sports schedules, and then they've got to study on top of that. But I was here, I get here early in the morning, drop my son off at the middle school, and wrestling was the one here, and got to go in and talk to some of the kids and uh, catch them at a time that works on their schedule. And, um, you know, it's just amazing when I talk about what they're studying and what they're doing, and um, a wrestler was even playing basketball down there. So I say they have a lot of time demands, but they we're finding ways to do it. And then Tracy Hubbard was in this morning. He says he might want to be an athletic director. So I love that too. We're really trying to work with student athletes and students on campus. If anybody wants to get into athletics, like we have a lot of opportunity here and we're trying to develop internships and work with the campus community for anyone. I think that's one of the great things about Central Michigan University as a freshman, you can get a lot of opportunity at a division one athletic program where sometimes in your other schools, you have to kind of get in line and 
you have to really earn those opportunities. And here, you know, if you don't do a good job, you won't keep that opportunity. But a lot of people can get uh, a lot of great experience. And we have that great community, small town feel, but we have a great university that's big and offers a lot for student athletes and students alike. Got to be a, a cool perspective for you because a lot of the fans, you know, they're following everything, but they're seeing these student athletes mostly competing out there in their sport. But for you, it, access into the office and kind of getting to know the student athletes, there's a whole other world to them besides just playing sports. Uh, they're going to school, they're figuring out what they want to do with their career, and you get to talk to them about that. Yeah, I mean, I think they're much more interesting than me. We need to get them on this <laughs> podcast because they're fascinating, like all their stories. I mean, I think even I met Hannah Potter and Marissa on our track team through um, who's now working out the Polecat and Khalil Pimpleton. They were all on the process. Um, even Anika Weeks, like, you know, it's great. She wants to be a biology professor. Last year kind of connected her with a professor in biology. We're on campus like we can do that. And um you know, I heard she did great at a leadership seminar they had yesterday. And just there's so many with our 430 student athletes and incredible stories. And it's the best part for the job for me. And like I said, we can probably do a better job of getting some out here to talk to our fans and our fan base and see all the incredible things that they're doing and achieving. And one of the things I love is we've had some alums come back. And most recently, we had a very successful alum come back and talk to our student athletes. And when you make those connections... It's amazing. They see themselves in these student athletes, mm -hmm. and then they help place our student athletes, see how successful they can be. And really, this uh, CMU family is 230,000 alums. It's kind of an awesome number 130,000 in the state, and another 100,000 in this country and beyond. And, you know, I think we have a way through athletics to try to ignite that passion and the. Um, you know, the gravitas that that fan base and our university has, and I think we could do a better job of that. So that's one of the things that we're going to look to do is how do we get our alumni back connecting to our student-athletes? How do we get our student-athletes connecting to our alumni? And then just how do we get all each other? Whether you're student-athletes or not, athletics is the point of pride where we can celebrate CMU Chippewas, um, again, celebrate the tradition and success, but also build it for the future. And I think it's a tremendous, tremendous asset for this university, and we're going to continue to engage it and figure out how we showcase it and maybe through things like this, we can get people coming to, we have a great basketball schedules coming up ahead, wrestling national championships in Detroit, gymnastics is coming off a great season, you know, our track team is out there competing strong and they're on an upward trend. Just, you know, we're not even getting to the spring sports where we have softball and baseball and we just have a lot, a lot of success here and uh, I'm excited to try to keep igniting that and building that, especially as we come out of this pandemic. I think uh, CMU Chippewa Nation has been strong, but I think we're even stronger and we get to con continue to build on that and get pushing in the same direction uh, more succinctly. Well, good news for you. I know you're saying we need to get some student athletes on this podcast. We've learned in previous podcasts, if you make the request on the podcast, it usually happens. So go ahead and keep pushing for it. and Maybe we'll try and get a student athlete or two in the future episodes that we've got coming up. I, I think that's great. And I think that they're a showstopper. So we will, we will definitely figure out a way to do that. Let's talk about them academically through that first year. They're going through a pandemic. They're still trying to compete out there with all the restrictions that are going on and, and all the restrictions at the university while they go to class. They had some pretty good numbers in the classroom as well, didn't they? Yeah, it's the 45th consecutive semester that have a 3.0 or higher. They had a G point, G point, grade point average of 3.281 
We had 287 student-athletes that had a GPA of 3.0 or higher during the semester, and 53 posted a perfect 4.0. I mean, I don't know about you, but that's much better than I could do. And so Mm -hmm. just to be uh, on this campus and all the academic rigors and athletic rigors and to have all the unique challenges last year, like, that's what I love. We said the rigor, relevance, and excellence. They find a way to work hard, focus on what they need to to get it done, and then they post excellent grades. And, you know, the degrees they get out of here – is really what it's all about. We think the athletic uh, experience is one that just gives them skill sets that teach you how to like bounce back from adversity and keep getting up and win gracefully and then learn how to lose and gracefully brush yourself off, pick yourself up and get at it again. So, so proud of them, um, but really proud of the fact that we continue this tradition of the classroom being what we get done first and then what you see on the athletic field and all that success, it's second really to what they're doing in the classroom. 51, I believe, graduates, student-athlete-wise, last May, and um, that had to have been a great feeling for them because, again, with with how much you had to social distance and everything and wear a mask and, of course, follow all the protocols, uh, they got to do commencement out at Kelly Short Stadium, socially distanced but outside. So get through a tough year, but then to be able to graduate at the football stadium, obviously with the new video board and the CCC in the background, that must have been a really cool event. Yeah, you know, that was amazing, and... Kudos to President Davies and his leadership getting to be one of the front runners out there and actually having a graduation ceremony as we were coming out of the pandemic. He kind of led us through it and, you know, never had to really stop going and figured out a way to maneuver. And he was also a leader in getting graduation done. But one of the things that I loved here is we do a celebration just for our student athletes and having the student athletes get together in uh, McGurk Arena and really just celebrate what they did, the smiles on their face, and just seeing how they're ready to go out and conquer the world and all that they achieved here. Um, I just know the future is so bright, and I'm excited to see all that they accomplish. Another thing that I loved is President Davies started this. Usually, I don't know if people can appreciate the spring sports or traveling, so they can mm-hmm. never go to graduation. But we had a little mini graduation ceremonies out at the softball and baseball field and see the parents get to celebrate and the students. And really what I love is what we talked about. I mean, you get to see behind the scenes and student athletes and how it is when they're not on the field. But people really get to appreciate their student athlete experience and get to be part of graduation. And they really kind of connect with them on a level. So it's really cool and see how proud the kids are and happy and that they do get to celebrate their academic success. And then the fans and everybody that's a part of the softball and baseball community get to celebrate with them. So I thought those are really cool ceremonies. And um, this university does a great job with that. And I was just blessed to be a part of it. It really shows the commitment, right, that they're giving up other opportunities or things that they could be doing where they're dedicating that time to practice and to study table and to going to games. I mean, most students, they don't have conflicts with being able to walk at graduation, but these student athletes, they've got games. They can't go through those things. So I think, like you said, it's nice for the people that are coming out and seeing that happen, just seeing the dedication they put in and some of the things that they're not able to do like other students may have the opportunity to do. Yeah, you know, they do make some sacrifices, but what's also awesome is they get to travel around this country, Mm -hmm. represent CMU and do it through athletics, and they have some great experiences too. But no doubt it's nice to have the people that care about them and are there through it, share it with them, and it's nice to be able to celebrate that academic success and let everybody in this community give them a special ceremony since they can't be a part of the one that you talked about that's so awesome for most students. You had to be thrilled to get your first athletic director job, um, but then to come into it in the middle of a pandemic is just, to me, seems overwhelming because it's just something we've never dealt with before. So what what was your approach last year? And, hey, I got this first job, but 
Now things uh, in this world are twisted upside down. How did you handle all of that? You know, I think these jobs are always hard. So I think you just can't get too wound up in all the things that aren't mm -hmm. going your way. It's the CMU values, right? Work hard, focus on what matter and what you can control, and then you'll try to get excellence in those things. Don't let it get to you too much. I've seen a lot of great ones, so I've been able to study. I told you I've kind of leaned on all the great ones that have been here that have been successful. And really what I try to do every day is we have our pillars of give them the best student-athlete experience in the MAC, try to have the best fan experience in the MAC, and be performance leaders. We're going to be leaders in all that we do, so I just have to focus on being a leader in the AD role and then helping our teams all be leaders and successful in the roles that they have. So once we lay the roadmap, I think the biggest thing is just not let all the small stuff get in the way and just keep focusing on the plan and work the plan. It's much like coaching, right? And there's going to be things that you can't control and things mm -hmm. that come out. And we've had a lot of adversity. But what I love about this place is it doesn't matter what you throw at us. Like, we're going to figure it out and we're going to get it done and we're going to surprise you and we're going we're gonna to do better than people are expecting from ourselves. But we expect those high expectations and we know that we can be a leader and we're going to keep striving in all that we do to be a leader in the MAC and continue this great tradition that so many before us have set. Well, and that's the, the other thing I wanted to touch on was not only did you guys find a way to still compete and have sports, whether it was um, doing it with no fans or doing it socially distanced or maybe moving the seasons from the fall to the spring, not only did you compete, you competed still at a high level and won multiple championships during a COVID season last year. Yeah, you know, we have had that tradition here at CMU. <laughs> so I came here, that's what attracted me, knowing that it's here. And then, you know, I, I'm really excited. Like I said, I think we have a great group of coaches really focused and looking at how they can provide the best student-athlete experience and really make everybody at this university proud and give them something to cheer for and be excited about. And it was really kind of awesome to be that kind of bright light or beacon when a lot of things were shut down mm -hmm. last year. And then it's even better, like building out of it. Like we're moving forward you know, we're going to be safe and, and be conscientious and do what we need to do, but we're also not getting dragged down on it. Let's focus on having our success in the classroom and academics. Let's focus on athletics and getting out there. And really for us, it's escape, right? This is what we do to um, advance ourselves in this university. And we know how fortunate we are in the last year to be able to do it. And so I think there's a whole new renewed um, appreciation and passion for we all had a time where we weren't able to do it. And that was the mm -hmm. worst thing. So we're just grateful to be here at this great university and continue to do what we do best by um, trying to get excellence for this university in athletics. And we uh, don't take that lightly, but it's exciting to be moving forward. And I think we're also a visible piece for a university in athletics. Like one of the first ones out there getting back at it. And when we put that shirt on and we're on ESPN and we're representing mm -hmm. that brand all across the country, we know we don't take that lightly and we're going to continue to to do it with pride and passion at the high standards that everybody here at Mount Pleasant and beyond expect. Before we wrap up here, let's let's talk a little bit about this year so far and go back to August. Um, one of the sports that wasn't going on last year has now been added, and that's men's golf. Uh, tell us about men's golf coming back to Central Michigan. Yes, uh, we added men's golf. We were needing to do that to meet our NCAA requirements, but we're really excited you know, when I first get in, I talked to all the staff and I was trying to get to know them and their families and just learn about what people were passionate about. And one of the things that caught me off guard was everybody golfed and it started to concern <laughs> me. I'm like, is anybody working here from May to August? Um, and I had golfed actually at Boyne Highlands with my dad when I was younger and went up to Mackinac 
Um, at the time, we were living in Ohio. Don't hold that against me. Um, yeah, but we'll strike that from the record here. <laughs> Edit that one out. <laughs> but I had seen how beautiful it was. So it's not like I was totally, you know, surprised by it. But then I know what these jobs are demanding. And I laugh because before the summer was over, I was golfing. You can't do mm-hmm. anything here without golfing. But the courses are so beautiful. And I mean, I knew it, but I just couldn't compute with how do you get out there but the whole social construct and you know there's so many great golfers that have come from Mount Pleasant I'm like you have to bottle the water here like yeah. you know Dan Pohl, Doug LaBelle, uh, Cindy Fig Courier just you just amazing and so it kind of fit we had to look at um, what we could be successful in in the MAC and you know golf with the ethos of this city and what's around this region it just was the right sport for us at this time so we're excited to be able to add the sport. We're working on getting a coach. We're not quite there yet. We're hoping to make that announcement here in the near future. November's a big signing date, and we're going to have a team next year. So excited about that and moving forward and uh, excited to get a leader on board who can help take us um, to have success in this conference. Honesty here. How good is Amy Fullen as a golfer? Uh, good scramble player. Good scramble player. Go. I don't play okay. enough, but maybe, maybe who knows? Here, living here a little bit longer. What, Come back and talk to me in five years. What's the best part of the game? We got a good drive, good putting, good mid-range, the wedges. What, what is the strength here? Uh, I'm, you just have a surprise. You know, sometimes oh, okay. it's the putt, sometimes it's the drive. I'm not quite consistent in what, what is the best. But I, I did get to flashes golf. of brilliance out there. Well, I get did get to golf with. Uh, Coach G and Christy Freeze and uh, um, Marcy this earlier, so I'm not I'm not that level. Okay. But in a scramble, I don't think I embarrass them. They'll, they'll let me be on their team if they have to. Well, you're getting into it, and uh, th- those guys golf all the time, so yes. give you some time. They were you're coaching me up. I was again, <laughs> I was learning from them where I could. There you go. You utilize them, pick their brain, but also have them help you out on the golf course as well. Uh, certainly some great courses around here. And like you said, a lot of great golfers coming from this area. Um, been nice to see the football team get off to a pretty good start. They had a quite the compel- uh, compelling comeback against uh, FIU on Saturday. Um, a little bit closer, I think, than maybe we wanted. But um, down by 17, they find a way in that fourth quarter. That was pretty exciting. Yeah, it was amazing. And, you know, it was a little bit uh, too exciting at times, but <laughs> Coach said he's helping me make sure we sell popcorn and all the soda and keep there everybody in the stands to the end, and he did have a lot of energy, and that happened, so that that worked. But, um, no, really just so proud of him. What I love is these teams, like, it doesn't matter what's coming. You'll notice they never give up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if their back's against the wall. It doesn't matter if they have every reason to give up. They never do, and it was nice to see a time where it turned for them and um, got the big win at home and to be – CMU a new weekend and have a lot of people in town to be a part of this great campus and consider coming here and obviously a lot of the great alums and people that have been a part of this community coming back. Um, it was just a great weekend overall and it was really nice to see all the hard work and perseverance pay how, off. How about the CCC and, and that implementation into the stadium? It, completely different feel just for me kind of overseeing everything uh, from up top but for you to kind of be down there in the trenches and walk around how was that um, having the CCC here in 2021? You know I think it's just a beautiful facility Mm -hmm. and uh, talk about being a leader in the MAC I think what everybody built here that makes a statement and um, Coach McElwain said it's not just the building it really does talk about everything that's been achieved in the past and everything that you can see going forward Um, and it's just a leadership statement and it's awesome and it takes you know the whole community to do that right it takes the student athletes continuing to have excellence it took 
Coach Kramer and Duramity building the national championship teams and all the people after that. And, you know, it brings people like Coach McElwain here. And we're so lucky to have somebody of his caliber and just really continuing to build that great tradition. And I think it will continue to bring that caliber of people and student athletes and alums and recruits. So it's really just incredible. And uh, it's just a great tool for this university and this athletic department. And it's a continues to get better. I think everybody's just been in awe of it and now they're just really starting to enjoy it and it's starting to feel um, you know like it like what it should have been all along. Mm -hmm. um, for people there's still four more home games left for football. Um, how do they get to the Chippewa Champion Center and uh, I believe there's a, a Fabiano, brother, uh, Fabiano Brothers patio as well that some fans um, can attend as well. So how can these fans come out and enjoy some of those new amenities here in 2021? Yeah, I mean, contacting the Chippewa Athletic Club, and we have a lot of people there, a lot of members. If you're over a $500 donor, you have access to the Fabiano patio, and mm -hmm. we want to make sure that's a new amenity. And I think we could tell for the first games there are a lot of people there, but not everybody was realizing how to utilize uh, everything that we have to offer. So we are excited um, to continue to grow those bases. So just calling the Chippewa Athletic Fund, going through the different options that we have, and finding a way that's best for you to use uh, all the different um, amenities and also just different levels of uh, experience we offer in the game day. And that, that staff's great. And if you call them, they will be able to help you get whatever you need. Or you can call me. I'm happy to help people too. You want to give us your personal cell phone, email, uh, I, beeper if you still have one of those. Just I, give it all to us. I do, and I work for everybody. But if you're a Chippewa, I will give it to you. There we go. we got to make sure you're a Chippewa. I think we could have some of the other schools listening, so yeah. we're not going to give it to them. We don't want any of those other schools um, <laughs> getting Amy Fullen's contact information. We're going to try and talk to you regularly with this podcast and, again, maybe have a guest or two. But um, your goals here for athletic supporters and what you want from them through both the fall season and then into the winter and spring sports here in 2021 and 2022. Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing is to – Go ahead and come buy tickets. Mm -hmm. Come be here. We have 230,000 living alums. There's no reason why we can't have these stadiums packed that supports our student athletes. It makes a statement and to show all the passion and pride. Um, be a part of the Chippewa Athletic Fund. You know, whatever you can do is great. And it's really just about participation. We have this huge alumni base, and I think we can be a leader in the MAC in all we do. And we have all those benchmarks, and we're looking to close that gap, and we're going to need everybody to do it. And then in turn, what that does is that just supports our student athletes in the classroom and on the field. It does not happen without people here. People say that at other places, and it's true. It always takes people being philanthropic and generous and seeing that. But the need and impact here, it's, it is just like I've not seen before. And the generosity that people continue to have, it really is inspiring. And then when you see these kids, and that's why having them on this podcast and listening to them what they've done, and then just some of the greats, being on here talking about where we've been, but also those people help us. They really are successful where we're going. But without people being generous and stepping up, you know, you need some resources to do that. So if you can get tickets, you can follow on social media, listen to Coach's podcast, be a part of it, telling the story, being an ambassador. We're all in the business of helping this great university, and uh, that's how you can help do it, and that's how athletics is going to continue to do it. And I'm just so happy to now be coming out of this and meeting more people. I've had some trips down to uh, Phoenix or out to Phoenix, mm -hmm. down to San Antonio, 
and you know haven't had too many other trips but now that we're getting on the road with all the teams um, baseball got to go to Notre Dame and we go there we try to reach all the alums and now that we're going to be able to have more engagements and gather come see us when we're in your city Um, come you know follow us and uh, we're happy to have any Chippewa or any future Chippewa join us on the road and we'll be having gatherings and meetings and we're happy to kind of convene so if you're going to be in the area near us reach out to our Chippewa Athletic Club or reach out to me and we'll make sure that we get everybody together and continue to celebrate and uh, move this thing forward we're going to have a lot to celebrate for from an athletic standpoint. I think it's still the best thing about sports right is you just never know what's going to happen until you go to the game and watch it and I mean just last week uh, field hockey beats a top 25 team Uh, volleyball opens the conference play uh, with a victory over NIU football comes from behind down by 17 in one quarter of play I mean these are great opportunities not just from one sport but from all the programs here at CMU that you know if you don't get out to the game you never know what you might miss. And you're missing a lot. Mm -hmm. It's great. Great student athletes. You know, great to watch them compete. And just great to be part of this community and celebrate this great university. Well, that's it. You made it through podcast one. You you, you feel good? You feel like a a, a better person now? We, We made it all the way to the end? I think we've established, we've covered some ground of some greats that we need to have on here and some student athletes. So we promise next time, folks, it will be better. We'll step up our game. Well, thanks so much, Amy, for joining us. And uh, yeah, let's do this again sometime soon. But uh, fire up chips as always until next time. Thanks for having me and fire up chips.